Rachel saw the changes in the coastline In the fish, in the wildlife, the forest and the trees She knew these were canaries in the coal mine She felt it in her body, in the air and in the seas Silent spring, silent spring Wafting over all our houses, streaming in and out our lungs It is poisoning us now as we lay sleeping Rachel Carson warned the nation for our daughters and our sons Silent Spring Silent Spring
this building fall We have watched One by one The SOA One by one That someone tried One by one To whisk away One by one But this school One by one Drenched in shame One by one Cannot hide One by one Behind the name One by one We have paid One by one Against our will Yeah. 
take the seed that you have and plant it here. Give it water and time for a day or a year. Take the seed that you have and plant it here. Give it love. 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 Take the dream that you
When the call came that she died I heard my mother's voice inside You must be who you are You will find your way through Though you still fear the dark Let love come to you You can trust in yourself And love yourself true My mother died and showed me how I could not be my mother now I owed us both a second chance Love myself enough to dance As the ghost of both our past Lead the way to love at last You must be who you are You will find your way through Though you still fear the dark
Coming up in just a moment, the Common Thread Collective. Smiling face, outstretched hand, through disputes, small and grand, we will In our hearts, in the drum. 
between our daughters and sons. Everything's going to be all right. 
Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val, and I'm sitting here with, of course, community friends, because this is a show that um, keeps its doors open, its hearts and minds open, uh, to let you come in and share what's going on in the community, uh, talk about what uh, what we can do to help out one our fellow human beings. And so Diamond Dave is here. No. And we've got our friends from the Western Regional Advocacy Project um, here to talk about homeless issues and the Homeless Bill of Rights, I believe. Is that what you're calling it? Yes. Uh, yes, that's what I called. Nice. So Teresa is here and Jonathan is here. Hi, everybody. And here we all are here at Mutiny Radio here in the Mission District. And uh, happy to have everybody in the studio this afternoon. It is Friday, December 15th, 2017. Um, so Welcome. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you for having us. Jonathan. Yes. And if anybody would like to call in and join the conversation or come in through these doors, you can. Our call-in number is 415-550-0511. But but, uh, maybe two hours ago, I I looked at my Facebook page, and there is Paul Bowden. Haven't heard from him for a while. And uh, the Homeless Bill of Rights, I said, that uh, that's, uh, sounds like exactly what we want to do and talk to in these, in these difficult times. The homeless people are just trying to survive here in, the, in a city which they call the most expensive city in the country, maybe it's the world, San Francisco. A city where the, where the developers, uh, developers have been holding in on areas where people are living to build a million dollar condos. And here we are. Well, stop a moment. The mayor suddenly died, suddenly passed. He was in, uh, in, in uh, Safeway. Safeway, I guess, getting a, getting some uh, some produce, some food, and he dropped over dead. Now we're in a we're in a place between all of that. We have a new mayor to be. That's uh, who. London Breed, the president of the Board of Supervisors, is now the acting mayor, while she also uh, continues to hold her post as supervisor of District 5 and the board of um, the president of the board. So she's the acting mayor right now. Um, there may be some changes coming up in the next month or two to see if they want to uh, put... Um, a vote to have an interim mayor or a kind of caretaker mayor um, in before the uh, special election in June. But she, uh, thank you, well, but, uh, but she's uh, here with, she's, uh, let me say this, a black woman. Mm-hmm. For the first time, a black woman is a, is a, is a mayor of a major of San, city, of San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, and she grew up here in San Francisco. She grew in up the in the Fillmore. Uh, yeah, Fillmore Western Edition in public housing. Um, she stated that her top at the top priority um, on her list of things is uh, to try to figure out and, and handle this the, the the homeless situation in San Francisco, which of course has been ongoing for decades now. But even in the past few years, seeing such a huge uptick, um, and especially in families. San Francisco families that are becoming homeless. Um, one in 25 school students in the SFUSD um, are technically homeless. Um, so those are our, our public school kids. So that means that they and their families um, either are completely homeless and out on the streets or have had to move in with 
neighbors, relatives, friends, and, you know, or live in their cars um, is, is a, a huge, huge growing uh, social, social health and, 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 and civil society pr problem here in San Francisco. Um, so, we're, we're, so we're happy that you two are here today. Um, to, to talk about what's going on and, and the advocacy of, of your group. How did you two get uh, get into the position? You both work for the, uh, the Advocacy Project, and, advoc and uh, homeless has uh, been taken on as a, a project of the Advocacy Project. Is that right? And you guys are working. You're on their staff. Excellent. Yeah. So my name is Jonathan. Yeah, tell us a bit about Jonathan and how you we'll do. We'll do. We are from your position. So basically, you know, uh, rap. You know, the history of rap. It's 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 very simple, right? Um, there was uh, a bunch of organizations that you know wanted that were actively working with a national coalition, right? One of those big national groups that always, uh, you know, uh, we were trying to address the systematic failures, the root causes of, of homelessness, right? Um, today's talk, it, it's all surrounding about fixing peoples, fixing individuals. And that's a narrative that, you know, it's exploited all the time by anybody in the, in the country, mayors, you know, whatever. So basically, we felt that, you know, there is a root cause that created this mess. Um, and that was, you know, we wanted to address the, the federal government on in 1979 under the Reagan administration felt that they were able to, that they needed to cut 77% of all overall for the whole country HUD budget. HUD is the Department of Urban Development, right? Oh. So they felt that under the administration they were able to call to cut 77 percent no, and expect nothing, you know, to happen after that. So obviously, you know, seventy-seven percent of what of 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 the budget for the the for HUD, the Housing and Urban Development oh, for the whole department. country. Yeah, seven, and that, that was that. Well, that was uh, nineteen seventy-nine, and that's all of HUD, or that's. That was aimed yes. at homeless people. Yes. Well, well basically, HUD was created, right? Yeah, exactly. To actually facilitate, facilitate and put money. For affordable housing. For affordable, affordable public housing. housing those big buildings. But actually, houses where people will get keys, right? I mean, you will get a key and you live in a public housing. There was pay, you know, by you and, you know, by the government. So this big plan, this endeavor that came out out of the Great Recession, right? So we, a bunch of groups... When you know we were working with a national group, and we wanted to address that, that but you know the cuts uh, uh, to budget the budget of housing, you know, Im imagine if people are already oh, living right there because they needed that assistance, and then you cut off the assistance, people are going to end up in the street, no matter what you said, right? Right. So then that's what's that's where we come on, and then unfortunately. The, uh, the the national group that we were talking about they didn't felt you know strongly or, or comfortable with that idea so a bunch of organizations were like well fuck that we, we do want to do that <laughs> so that's how rap was created in 2005 we're a membership group of nine uh, nine different organizations mainly west coast but definitely now we have colorado as well so we're a national group there you know our mantra or you know basically is that uh, we wrote a report 
to present ourselves to the public and educate the public about these outrageous 1979 cuts and, you know, address today's contemporary homelessness. So he rolled on, and here we had Paul Bowden. He, he sent with you a book called, a book, Paul Bowden has a book. I know Paul Bowden from way back then. I know Paul Bolden from when he was just starting the Coalition of the Homeless back then as, a, as an individual group in Teresa, but I want to bring you in. And so uh, that was a group, and I think it did. Uh, the difference is what I, I can see is that rather than people from the outside never having been homeless, people from the outside never worrying about where they're going to sleep that, that tonight and where the meals were coming from. But this is going to be, this began to put forward the, the people themselves who are the oppressed people themselves, like the homeless people, who began to take, uh, t uh, began to get together, out of which came the Homeless Coalition. So you had this move from people, people from the top and from various social organizations who thought they would help, uh, they were helpful, but had never been homeless themselves, to in this case, the homeless themselves taking a hand in what their destiny shall be. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I think yes. that's the difference where we are. So, Teresa, what's your role? How do you see us? How did you get in to get here, be sitting here? And what do you see? What do you see? Yeah. Um, tell me, tell me yeah. your story. So, I'm Teresa. Um, I'm actually a menu organizer at the Western Regional Advocacy Project. Um, but before, you know, before working with RAP, I've been uh, um, actually in the, in the community, actually used to work with, uh, well, I still work with, um, with Bill Sore Housing Program. Um, and pretty much, uh, you know, working with other communities here in San Francisco in addressing the, you know, displacement. Um, so I worked a lot, you know, in in the Filipino inside of market community addressing about the displacement that's going on there. Um, but you know, as you know, as I work here in RAP, um, of course the to address, you know, housing homelessness is a housing crisis. I mean, you cannot, um, you know not talk about the housing crisis without addressing homelessness. If anything, that's something that you should address first is the homelessness. And as like um, what Jonathan was talking about, when the federal government defunded the HUD, the Housing and Urban Development, that also increased the creation of um, private partnership, actually. And that in terms of like business improved districts. And with the creation of business improved district, that also actually became a factor in the rising of criminalizing homelessness. So with the Homeless Bill of Rights, what we're trying to address is like the, the decriminalization of homelessness and to continue the funding that the federal, state, and local are actually, you know, are, are having hard to fund it or, you know, so it's, for us, what we're trying to, it, the Homeless Bill of Rights, or especially the Right to Rest Act, has been run about eight times now, and that continues to, to be run. And that's why we're running it for the next year in California, um, the, the next Right to Rest. And we're never going to stop until, you know, the idea that ho homelessness is almost a crime when it should not be addressed in that way. Um, you know, I mean, we see that here in the Mission District as as you know a way to fix homelessness is for it's for some reason is to like um you know get rid of them but right. not giving any kind of housing 
Um, so, so when when it when this is on the agenda, there's uh, the board of supervisors. You might be there speaking at uh, speaking in uh, public comments and so on. And behind the scenes, well, we have some supervisors who are more friendly and open, and you can be speaking to them. Is that right? That's some of the things what you do. Well, um, wherever it's needed, yeah, I mean, wherever you can put it out, you'll be there. Well, we're, you know, our or um, our members, I mean, I mean, the reason why rap is also, I mean, created is that there was an idea that the homeless people cannot be organized. And we have these member organizations as we're actually the bottom of their members are the homeless folks themselves. And so the, you know, like coalition homelessness here in San Francisco is a member of it. The St. Mary's St. Mary's Center um, Sacramento Housing Organi Organizing Committee. Um, those are the organizations here in San Francisco that directly work um, with um, with the homeless folks. And what we try to do with RAP is, okay, what you see in the street. What do you see in the street? And they see a lot of like very much harassment by the by the cops, ooh, ooh, by ooh, you know, ooh, by yeah. by security guards, and what we try to do is to, you know, really create a campaign um, by doing a research, um, addressing, um, let you know, putting up a legislation, um, suing. <laughs> Actually, right now, um, RAP is suing um, Caltrans for the soups that they're doing. Um, in their properties because there are encampments there. Actually, so, encampments yeah. there. I live right, yeah. right near, uh, uh, I, I near where, the, where the two freeways come together. Mm -hmm. And under is a beautiful spot for camping. Mm -hmm. And people start getting camping together. They'll get, a, they'll get a fire pit going. They'll find a place where they can stay for a while and they hold on to it. And soon we have the uh, state police will come in and suddenly tell everybody they have to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the idea of the homeless bill of rights, I imagine, I want to hear it shortly. If you have a copy, yeah. uh, what it is, the homeless bill of rights is that we have some rights too, and we can uh, we can uh, speak of those rights. We can practice those rights mm -hmm. by coming together here at the bottom, uh, looking up. Yeah. So and of course, uh, the Filipino people. I bring that in because you have a long revolutionary tradition that I know of that goes all the way back that I've been involved with from time to time that goes all the way back to me for me with the struggles against martial law and Marcos. That's a whole different issue, but I began to see Filipino people really standing up. And that was an earlier generation. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's a different um, matter as well, but yeah, I mean. Um, it's a different matter, but in yeah. fact, it's about being open. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a tradition of organizing. It's an addition that we, have, we better get together. Mm -hmm. Oppressed people need to come together and struggle. Yeah, Is definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the idea of people power, I mean, I think came from <laughs> from the Philippines during the 1986 uh -huh. People Power Revolution. But Sisson, yeah. the Philippine uh -huh. Communist Party, <laughs> the, the, the New People's Army, all of that happening in the Philippines, uh, that I'm sure there's kind of a reflection here in a strange way. Yeah. I'm coming together and struggle. That's what I see. That yeah. what it is to me. But I'm 80 years old, mm -hmm. so I've lived through all of this. Yeah. yeah. So we have the homeless bill of rights. Why don't we read it? Is that what we have now? So, <clears throat> so basically, you know, RAP was established to address the root causes of homelessness. You know, we felt like I was telling you before, high, you know, very strong that you know the federal government cuts are what created contemporary homelessness that we see today. So then, you know, 
rap was put together by these different organizations. And uh, <clears throat> our, you know, the way that rap organizes in work is that, you know, the rap staff doesn't come up with the ideas, but rather we listen to our membership and, and our members listen to their their members, which is ultimately community people, you know, people living under extreme poverty. Yeah. I know everybody is very used to with calling them homeless, but the reality it is is that people living under extreme poverty. Uh, homelessness is a lot easier just to say and, and just to think that it's somebody that you don't really want to talk about or talk to him or have any interactions. But then when if you put it in the context that this is our homeless the people they're living under extreme poverty, then all of a sudden, you know, there will be a commercial and somebody asking donations for the Red Cross or some some shit like that, right? Yeah, no, that's true. The the language that is used and the way that people associate and have the stigma about homelessness. Um, so uh, I remember we had some people in from um, Coalition from the Homeless. They were in an encampment, kind of an occupation, occupying encampment in Berkeley for over a year near the post office yes. and uh, Mike, what, seen in Mike yeah Mike ran for mayor in in Berkeley and he said old bum for mayor but which was the best uh, political sign I saw all year but um, what they when they came into the common thread collective and they were here and, and it goes back to what you first said which is uh, about uh how a lot of politicians and and state uh, you know officials and government programs try to write their story for them and what mike and 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 his friends were here talking about was they were saying uh homeless not helpless mm-hmm. you know so saying that you know we don't need someone on high to design this beautiful thing for us like let us be the advocacy advocates for ourselves so um I'm really glad that we're kind of, you know, coming full circle today to hear the uh, Homeless Bill of Rights. Excellent. And then that's very important because, like, you know, a lot of people call and ask, like, how do you come up with the idea of writing a bill, right? So basically what we ask to all our members is that we went and hit out, we went and walked the streets, do a street outreach. Uh, we created a form where our members said, you know, we want to find out about these issues. And then we created this fact sheet because we were successfully able to speak to 1,584 people across the country. And you know, basically very simple questions like, you know, when you're sitting down and if you have interactions with the police or people like, why are they about? Like, you know, sometimes it's if, you're, if you're just being a jerk, obviously the cops are going to come and they're going to tell you, stop it. But now we find out through this outreach that people were having interactions with police officers or security guards, business owners, you know, upset homeowners, all that stuff, because 82% of all of them were sleeping, you know, with 51% of them cited. So, you know, out of those 1,584, 51% got a ticket and that obviously they're not able to pay and then that will end up, you know, uh, becoming an offense on your record that at the, at the road, it will be a way for a very difficult position for you to access public services, including housing. And then, you know, and then 31% of them, I'm sorry, 31% of them ended up arrested. So the, act, the activities where people were being, in, you know, talking to cops were for sleeping, for sitting, or laying down 
and standing still, you know. The only crime you can commit while sleeping. Yeah. Snore too loud, I'm assuming. With the outreach, um, there's also um, research that um, we're working with the use of Berkeley and asked to like, what kind of laws like this, you know, you know these people are being cited, um, you know, first harass, I mean, har- harass, cited or arrested. Um, and then connected is like, what are the laws that are actually, you know, um, allowing this kind of like um, yeah. this action. Yeah. So um, with the work with of Berkeley, we find out that in California, there are about 500 anti-homeless laws that are actually targeting against standing, um, um, food sharing, camping, um, and so so yeah, and back and panhandling. So those four activities, and there are about 500 anti anti-homeless laws in that kind of like uh, activity. So you could see, you know, why, you know, you know, there's such an increase um, in in criminalization very much. And so that's in California, over 500 laws Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form criminalizing homelessness and and those activities. Yeah. And in San Francisco, um, there's about 15 business improvement districts that are partnering with, with the cops or having their own security guards that are pretty much enacting this kind of law. Oh, wow. So, right. yeah, right. or this kind of, um, yeah. In fact, one of the posters, you've got some posters, uh, one of the posters says, how many people do you need to start a revolution? There are 18,000 homeless people in San Francisco. Is that enough? Is that enough? So that's 18,000 people impressed, told to move on, told to move on, being ticketed, having to set up an encampment somewhere which they can be suddenly free and be told to move on, to have their camping equipment confiscated, to go through all of this for nothing more than, needing a, than having a place to lay their heads and sleep. And this poster is amazing because I'm just looking at it. There's a shopping cart, and then in front of it, is a, what I guess is a, uh, the shadow of a homeless person, and he's carrying a submachine gun. Is that right? That's a metaphorical submachine <laughs> that gun. That is a machine gun. He's got yes. a machine gun. Mm-hmm. He's about enough there about to storm City Hall. Yeah. It looks like a cane. It doesn't look like a gun to me. It looks it, like a cane. I guess everybody sees no, what I they see want a, to see. You see, is it a gun? Yeah, Why yeah. is it a gun, though? I'm because just. Because they've started a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a metaphor. I mean, like, what you if know, you harm? Yeah, you, know. you don't know. Right. The I best gotcha. revolution. In fact, the only revolution, as I'm concerned, that can succeed, can that it's going to succeed, is going to be done peaceably. That we just say no, that we go and sit down and say no, we aren't going nowhere, that's my, after being a revolutionary for 50 years. No, we ain't going, no, we're doing something else, no, 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 that we're not doing what you say anymore. Yes, we're creating our own society of peace, love, and understanding. That's my view. Excellent. No, no, no. And so, so welcome, whatever, so welcome, break that word up, welcome in. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, yep. Welcome in. That's what I say. So I'm so glad you guys are here. And what we are, what we hope to be, what we're saying, is a voice of all of it. So think now you've seen, you can see how we do here. And so think of what role we can play in helping get out the word. 
helping, for instance, uh, the, to help us people to come on over, have a chance to learn how it is and what it is to be on the ra- be on the radio. In this case, uh, uh, be heard by, being heard through all of the planet on the inter- on the internet. And so here we are. We're open to all of that. Oh, so welcome, brother. Tell it, us more. You're looking down yeah. as if you want to read something. Do you? Oh no! I just want to keep continuing on, but yeah, I'll, with I'll the with you. the facts, yeah. So the, excellent. Please do. So, so then you know, like I was telling you earlier, we 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 wanted to find out what were the issues that uh, people living you know living in the streets were experiencing, and then you know that tells us the story that basically, like I was telling you earlier, people were basically harassed, you know, arrested or you know jail time for sleeping, sitting, and standing still. And then he jumped out to all of us at rap that, you know, this is not the first time the country has done something like that in order to remove the presence of somebody that they don't like. Uh, you know, then we went back and look at the historical, uh, you know, policies and laws that actually were written down on the books, you know, as everybody hearing, I'm assuming that, you know, we live under the uh the idea that we live in a democratic country and you know we rule by laws and policies so then a lot the the issue with that is that you know if if you don't turn into politics politics will turn into you so this is basically what has happened that you know a bunch of politicians and you know very concerned people about managing the sidewalks and public property uh, they felt very protected, and just like we did in the past with, you know, the broken windows theory is what kind of like sparked it. You know, it, it just just the newer, the new, the new fashion to do it. You know, we find out that these laws are very similar to the Antiochus laws. I don't know if people remember Antiochus laws were basically, you know, any if you were from if you're living in California, and if your family live in in, in Oklahoma. And due to the dust ball and all the extreme poverty that was created there because environmental reasons and other shit, they wanted to move to California because the federal government was saying, hey, everybody, move to California. We want to own everything from coast to coast, right? So then people decided to do that. And the, the nice, rich people of San Francisco back then we're like, whoa, no, or the state, the state of California, we're like, no, man, you can't do that. You're telling homeless and poor people to come into the state. No, no, we, we cannot allow that. So they basically built an invisible border wall for the state of California, where if you were seen helping your people from Oklahoma coming into the state, you will be immediately pulled over and they will ask for your documentation. And obviously, when that happens to a, a, a white male with money, you know, obviously, everybody got very upset, and they were able to tune down that law. They're like, you know, you can't just say that you don't want okies. But also, you know, we look at Jim Crow laws that you know their aim is just that you don't want people of certain of certain whatever you want. If tomorrow God don't allow don't allow it, they say senior people. You know, they don't care. They're just all about enforcing because remember, cops are just there to do their job. They follow orders. So that's they, that's what they're doing right now, right? I think we should play some uh, Woody Guthrie. You know Woody Guthrie? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Well, let's play some Woody Guthrie and take a little break. If you find, could you find Tom Joad by Woody Guthrie? Do we have that? Can oh, we find oh, that? I'm sure I could. Let's let him, uh, while I look for that, why don't okay, we, let's, let's sure. keep Go going ahead. on keep with going the, on, the, the conversation. I, I thought we would take a little break. Then, you know. Woody Guthrie. So, 
we were looking at, at at the what is what is the historical things what has happened in the past we also find out that the ugly laws those were champion of san francisco i don't know if people knew but you know no person who is this disease maimed mutilated or in any way to form so as to be unsightly and disgusting object or improper person to be allowed in our public ways and or other public places in this city. So basically, the city of San Francisco back then thought that making an ugly title, the ugly law, anybody that we, didn't, that we felt that was ugly used to get a ticket of about $2. So, you know, that's, you know, how is that different from today's? <laughs> this was 1860s, pushing it hard, you know. <laughs> and then the sad part is that this law, like I was telling you about policies, this this law wasn't erased from the books until 1970. So, you know, we you put a law, you think it's forgotten, but then if the one cop that hates you wants to fucks with you, he's gonna go and enforce some all ass crazy ass law, and then you might you find yourself in jail. And you know, it same thing. You know, you want to talk about Latin community. You know, Operation Wetback. You know, we definitely had that. Knocking down people's houses. Are you Mexican? Show me your papers. You know all that stuff. Sound downtown laws. California people, listeners will remember those. Basically, the idea was after the sun goes down, if you're black, brown, or anybody that we don't like, you know, basically, white towns didn't want to have anybody else that wasn't white. So after the sun went down, everybody should be out or else, you know, you'll find yourself in trouble because it was a law. And, you know, then you fast forward to today, this, this academic guy wrote this thing called the broken windows theory. It's a theory that basically he thinks he's so cool and smart that if you, if you compare people to, op, to a window, an object, basically you say one people means one one window and then society is a building so if one window is it's broken you have to fix it because somebody else is going to come and break another window so that's the whole idea surrounding policing homeless people today in san francisco and throughout to all the country basically right that homeless people are broken windows Mm -hmm. that they need to be fixed and then you know i don't know i don't know if cops are fixing windows these days but you know they definitely don't have the power to give access to housing to a, a police officer so i don't understand why they keep addressing this with with police and well i jail. think the broken window theory comes out of new york city yes it where, does where from new york city with the idea that the uh, you don't ignore any more arrests for small crimes like uh, pissing in the streets or uh, or sleeping somewhere. You don't ignore any more of that, but you nip it in the bud by starting to arrest people. That was the broken window theory. So if you have to find somebody's breaking a window, you don't ignore it, you arrest him because worse is going to come. And so that was the basis of, of, the, uh, of the broken window theory, if my memory serves me correct. Yep, yep. Yeah, because the quality of lights is... Uh, Life laws, and that's uh, simply walking, standing, sleeping, and other regular human behaviors. They are penalized simply because of who they are. 
Exactly. And I believe that's, that sums it up. Hey, brother. Hey, Teresa. So, hey, Jonathan. So just just to wrap it up and then I'll pass it on to uh, to Therese. You know, so basically that was it. Rap was created for a bunch of, you know, with, a, with help of a bunch of different groups. We did a street outreach, a street outreach to find out what is it because, you know, we, we, do, we, we as rap staff, we're not, the, you know, we, we don't say what, what, what is our, our, organ, our organizing supposed to be doing. So we rather ask. And so in order for us to actually accurately represent the needs of the homeless people themselves, because everybody always wants to believe that homeless people can organize or they can speak for themselves. But if you have, the, if you have a fucking minute to actually listen to what they have to say, you will be amazingly surprised. So they do have... A narrative. So that's how we come up with the street outreach. We find out what has happened. We look at what happened in the past. We find out the similarities, and that's what actually drove us to sit down and write the homeless bill of rights. That it writes that it was uh, successfully introduced in California by Tom Miano, as we all know now. Tom Miano no longer works in the government. So our, our concept was introduced and actually passed the Judiciary uh, uh, Department, per se, right? Committee so committee, because, yeah, we, 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 what we wrote, it didn't break any laws or anything. Yeah. Then we were passed to appropriations, which is the part of the government that measures how much money the state is going to invest. So then we always hear about homeless people are dirty, they don't shower, they don't have access to hygiene. So in our bill, we, we asked the state of California, will you be willing to put money for people to take showers and you know, take care of them, their, themselves? To, you know, and then the response was no. California doesn't have money for that. So oh that's, that, was, that was the strategy of the government to shut down our legislation. So then we ourselves came back, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we gather ourselves, our thoughts, you know, this fight we know is, is, it's not about winning, yeah. it's about fighting it every single day. And then, you know, they, one day we win. So we, we, sit, we switch gears, and now Teresa is going to talk about how we are approaching today, uh, which is now called uh, the, uh, the, the right to rest, and actively has introduced, uh, we have introduced it successfully in, mm-hmm. in Colorado, in Oregon and in California. So now I'm going to shut up. That's excellent. Take that's it excellent. away. Good. Um, yeah, that's a great um, story by, um, by well Jonathan. Um, yeah, so this year, um, so what we do as well in RAP is that we have, um, we would create this. Of course, we created this Right to Rest Act, but a model legislation that also other states, aside from Colorado, that can also um, in a way, do it on the, in their own states, pretty much. So we download, we actually have the, cop, um, the copy of the Right to Rest model legislation on our website, um, which is raphome.org, and so that other, you know, communities from other states can also look into that and maybe they can run that in their own run states yeah kind and of, so but kind of as for, a, a template yeah. to follow mm-hmm. an outline for it to, yeah. to be copy and paste feel free i don't oh. want to interrupt but what happened you, you keep referring to colorado uh, with oh, yeah. the, and the homeless bill of rights did the state legislature who in colorado 
accepted that and took it up and so Denver Denver Homeless Out Loud it's the name of the group in Colorado Denver they, you know big shout out they do work their butts off um, wow. so basically the, uh, they were able to you know speak to a representative and I believe his name is Salazar yeah Thanks Salazar was uh, was their sponsor last year and and I think and basically, you know, uh, you know, uh, after doing this for now, f- uh, I believe five years in a row. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wait. basically our, our aim with the homeless bill of right is that if police, if the only way that they are addressing homelessness is through policing, uh, you know, and then as I was showing you before that the country has done this historically, this selective discrimination because they have laws that allows them to do that. So we feel that the only way that we can stop this is that, you know, if we're successfully introduce a right to rest is to address all of these issues yeah. that the, 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 our government has abused their power mm-hmm. in creating laws that target somebody. So we, we, our aim with the Right to Rest Act is to take away that power from state governments so if this if if this if the right to rest passes in california or any other state the state will have to not uh enforce laws about sitting about sleeping Mm -hmm. about standing still you know because that's not a way to address uh poverty you know or you know you cannot just stick it your way out of poverty that's our whole message yeah. yeah so just to be um in on the details like of the right to rest act pretty much the right to rest in a non-obstructive manner um um if they're just if they are sitting that's their right you know if they are not you know bo- bothering any people that's their right yeah. um the right to shelter which um the right to shelter um in a non-obstructive manner um you know kind of like what we're seeing here in 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 the mission or you know in other parts of san francisco we're seeing these whips that actually not bothering other people but they're getting that swips. Um, then the right to eat um, and or or food uh, or to share food. Um, where uh, you know in any public space where food is not prohibited. Um, I mean, as we can he- see now, or you know, sometimes we're in articles where actually food sharing um, organized by the community members themselves are actually being arrested for that reason. Right. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I yeah. mean, so, and also, oh, just to, uh, yeah, go and ahead. then the right to, um, um, the right to occupy a motor vehicle or r- the right to park your, your car with, you know, because you have nowhere else to sleep pretty much. Um, and then the right to your, um, to your property, um, because, you know, with a lot of sweeps, they tend to take away all of your properties and throw it in the garbage. And that is your personal belongings. And, you know, USA is very big on the, your property, on the property rights, but not on human rights, unfortunately. So if this, you know, if this right, that's why this right to rest legislation is very hard um, to, um, you know, to, to fight with. It's because mm-hmm. you're really dealing with um, businesses um, police, uh, and and those are two big factors already that you're that we're gonna go against, and 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 has faced a lot of scrutinies on this. So that's why this needs to keep being going over and over until you know we have the right to rest, pretty much. 
And so what stage is this uh, Right to Rest Act in? Who's going to introduce it in California? Do you have a, a sponsor yet? Um, so that's what we're actually, um, so we're going to, um, we, by um, the deadline's on January 19th pretty much to, um, to submit the, the legislation for California. And actually that's what we're trying to um, talk about, or I mean, figure out right now as who can be the potential author. Um, that we have other um, people in mind um, as well, but, it, but it, it just needs to be more thoroughly figured out. Well, I've yeah. a couple mm -hmm. things I'd like to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One is uh, reaching out to other oppressed people so the homeless people, what I, what I imagine, the homeless people organizing as homeless people, uh, as rather than being at the bottom uh, where people don't regard them to have a voice, and so as hope, but then reaching out to other oppressed people as the situation uh, gets more uh, dire, I see that happening. Mm -hmm. And I see what's happening in this city too. I'd imagine that this is something which should be an individual right locally between the board, before our board of supervisors. You're sitting in the district of Hillary Ronan, who, uh, who had been David Campos's uh, uh, staff, uh, staff person, and whose politics would be certainly open to all of this as a person to introduce it. And since we do have some progressive supervisors, there's less than before, but uh, to introduce it and uh, put it out here and get it, uh, get it, uh, get it accepted by the local, our local board of supervisors, and then at the same time reaching out to friendly voices in the state legislature, because that seems to be where this Bill of Rights uh, is going, and also to get it out to people uh, which is, I guess, what you do. I want to ask you each how you spend your day, because I'd say it's part of it. I guess it's reaching out to other people who are, who are themselves oppressed to understand that what that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All Definitely. we're all in this together. Definitely. Yeah. How's that? For sure. Yes. So I want to make sure, again, we're talking with Teresa and Jonathan, both from the Western Regional Advocacy Project, otherwise known as RAP. Uh, you can check out the website, RAP Home, that's W-R-A-P-H-O-M-E dot O-R-G, raphome.org. Um, and uh, yeah, so Dave was saying, how do you, uh, as as uh, staff and the as part of rap, how do you spend your day? What what are your what are your projects? And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, tell us a day. I mean, I know you've you've, you've touched upon life. it. Yeah, you've yeah. touched upon the the yeah. the work that's being done. Yeah, but the a day in the life says Dave. A day of life in rap. Um, yeah, yeah, in rap. Pretty much um, what we do, um, like a day of life in rap, we, <laughs> a lot of phone calling, actually. <laughs> a lot of um, phone calling with our members, with lawyers, with, um, you know, actually we just had the UN Rapporteur um, oh, visit. Yeah. So oh, wow. actually we organized that one. So the UN Rapporteur on Poverty and Human Rights came this, um, last December 6th and we actually, you know, um, did a lot of work on that and they did and pretty much the, the UN Rapporteur um, did an investigation on poverty and human rights here in San wow. Francisco. Oh and, my goodness. and also, they're actually in the tour. They just ended it. Um, they first went to LA, San Francisco, and then Alabama. 
um, Western Virginia, Puerto Rico. Um, and so today they just had their statement about their, you know, the result of their investigation here in United States. And um, and the the Philip Alster was the UN rapporteur. Where was he, he from? He's from New York. He's um, well, he's American. Um, no, he's Australian, but okay, he's um, yeah, he's Australian, but teaches in New York. I think that's the yeah, uh -huh. and. You know, on that day here in San Francisco, we had this mini kind of like mini panel discussions about gentrification, the criminalization, the um, the impact of technology, um, and how pretty much they. I mean, the theme is like how poverty um, affects your human rights, your civil rights protections, because there is idea that um, human rights or um, tend to or laws tend to be applicable to only for who may, you know, you would say middle class, um, but not really accessible to the extremely poor. Um, so, so that's kind of like the investigation. It's like how poverty is really affecting your civil rights protections, or do you have access to those civil rights protections? So he was um, here yeah. as a rapporteur. His rapporteur means a report back. Right. He's been sent out by the UN to look around, to listen to you guys, to to be taken and shown things he wouldn't, they wouldn't have shown otherwise and then to bring it like you had your panel discussion there he was I, I just had this vision him being there taking notes yeah and, uh, he was he taking was. notes I right. got it right here in my head yeah and you guys talk and he's taking yeah. notes yeah and he, you hope he'll bring that back to the UN yeah. and they'll uh, they'll make a report as far that yeah. uh, that although this is uh, this is one of the richest countries in the mm -hmm. in the world they say yet there are people in this extreme poverty and they need the, the, they need the, their voices uh, the voice needs to be heard yes. well, that's mm -hmm. our hope yeah yeah so at happen. the end of that um, um, at the end of that of his report he will actually Put, up, put on some recommendations. He will finish his report by June 2018. Uh, actually, today he just released his um, his UN statement, and there it was actually 14 pages long. I read just the two first the two first pages of it, and it's pretty compelling. There, he compelling. Um, pretty much um, one of it that caught my attention that UN oh USA has the highest. Um, Criminalization um, ahead of Russian Federation, El Salvador, <laughs> Cuba, and I was I was like, wow, we have a higher concentrate. I mean, cr you know, criminal incarceration than Russia. I was like, well, wow, we have the more, more people incarcerated <laughs> yeah, um, than anywhere yeah. on the planet. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. And this is for. Uh, are you talking about across the board incarceration, or are you talking about poverty crimes? I think um, they're talking about poverty crimes yeah. because that's yeah. um, pretty much the report yeah. is poverty all about. Yeah. And or poverty, poverty criminalization, not necessarily. So, we won't, we won't that, call them yeah. all crimes. But but yeah, and also part of that report as well is that USA has. Um, has the highest budget on military compared to other um, Western countries. And he's uh, that's Combined. in his report. So uh, go back. these are things that by a we long know, shot. Mm -hmm. but that he's going to put together and weave it together, and hopefully see how it's you know, say how it's all connected, mm -hmm. and then bring it yeah. back to the UN to whoever you bring it back to. And here's what I here's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you, did you meet him? Um, did. Did, Did we, you meet him? The rapporteur. The rapporteur. You were with him. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking to him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Him. He actually did um, s- um, encampment visits, um, and he was, um, you know, actually by coalition homelessness. He was toured by coalition homelessness Kelly Cutler, um, and also he also saw some of the um, the food distribution um, in Tenderloin. You know, um, uh-huh. so so he saw that here in San Francisco, and uh-huh. yeah. And now this 14-page statement has come out yeah. on the basis of his uh, visit here in yeah. L.A. and some other cities, yeah. and he's got kind of. And this is like a um, a preliminary draft of what they're going to put out that will then go to the UN, and then the UN will make will make a decision about what they can do, who they can do, and how how they can lend a hand. Is that right? I'm not sure how they can lend a hand because well, <laughs> they don't have sure. that much of a of a grip. But it, know, it, it pretty true. much, you know, they. But it gives attention to USA, especially USA. I think or US is in a very, you know, interesting history. You know, in a time in its history, and um, you know, this will definitely highlight of like you know that US, even though it's the wealthiest, has deep and extreme poverty in it. Um, so. And this is rap. Well, and you have something now. So now you have the the homeless bill of rights. Uh, that's what brought you here. When I saw when that came up in the, on my Facebook page, I picked up the phone and here you are. Mm-hmm. So you have the homeless bill of rights. And here I'm looking down, and here's this uh, this forum you had where he was. And now we have uh, this is the right to rest act that people have a right to re- to rest without being. Uh, uh, but without being considered to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. And that includes people in the camps and so on, and you have the camps of their right to rest. Mm-hmm. So you have, as is that right, as a as an example, as an outreach of the Homeless Bill of Rights, is the Right to Rest Act, and that's you're going to put out to get some, uh, some uh, whether it be the Board of Supervisors or the state legislature, to pass yeah. this. Right to Rest Act. Am this I will right be so a right? state legislation. Right to Rest yeah. Act. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so you said that the deadline for that is January nineteenth, right? Yeah, to um, to, to submit, submit it to the um, to the State Assembly Legal Council. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, their committee, and then and then through that is that so you can submit that without currently having. Uh, an author of the bill or a sponsor for the bill, or is that a is that a road to find a sponsor or author? I think um, you can um, you can submit it um, and then think about the author afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, but it will be great to you know it will be great to have an author right now. But they I think for us it's like that may be the strategy too. Yeah, to. <coughs> So the strategy emerges, rap, and so you're. Uh, well, what's uh, we tell, well, Let's go back to how you spend your day. It's making uh, making phone calls, <laughs> a lot of phone calls to people who might be involved. Is there somebody who gives you a list of people to call, or is that part of your own organizing? You think let's call them. Yeah, it's part. Actually, it's our organizing effort. We um, actually we. We have um, monthly calls on our three regions, the California, Colorado, and Oregon. And so we're helping that, I mean, in Oregon and also um, in Colorado and and also in California, we're helping these member organizations as to like, how are they, um, you know, because we hear pretty much like what's going on, especially here in San Francisco. Um, And if there's anything that we can, um, in a way, 
support in a way of like by bringing out this artwork because we do have this um um you know group of artists that can actually um you know provide some artwork um so that's actually what we're doing and also each of these states have its own different agenda or different goals yeah. as well and so we're pretty much trying to organize them as to also how to do their you know local local fights so um so yeah that's why it's a lot of phone calling um um and then with the un stuff that happened to and then with the research that we're doing so there's all you know so in a way it's a lot of coordinating with different factors um, with members researchers and lawyers at the same time yeah. um and so yeah that's what and artists actually definitely with artists as well we see the artwork as you know of course that brings the message out right in front of you and yeah you know, so mm -hmm. well i was gonna say you know here at mutiny radio you can see we have some art on the walls and, yeah. and it's kind of a rotating art gallery mm -hmm. so um if you have artists um that may want to if you wanted to have an art show here mm -hmm. at mutiny radio um you know we'd love to i'd love to help you coordinate yeah. that and uh maybe get some of that on the walls here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. That, i think that's what yeah we have some of it yeah think about it yeah. Think about what role we can play to lend a hand. Yeah. This is a way to be heard around the planet. Yeah. You're being heard around the planet. Yeah. To uh, what role we can play and help make this happen, and help bring out this kind of revolution we're talking about, which yeah. is, uh, of course, there's these government institutions, but below that it's also the people coming together, the people coming together for change, and that's what we're about. And that's what we can do is connect, uh, make a connection of all of that with what you're doing, what other mm -hmm. people are yeah. doing. And that we've, we, that's why it's called the Common Thread Collective, this mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the collective. We, have, uh, can we cast a wide net. In other words, various, various struggles going on. One struggle, many fronts, we can mm -hmm. say. Cast a wide net. Find that common thread. The common thread is that, in this case, they were all oppressed by a system, by the 1%. Uh, by the one percent uh, that uh, that's uh, oppressing the people, Trump is only one example, an extreme example of it. But very, but oh my goodness, just shaking my head. <laughs> and how we, as uh, yeah, with the, we're using these microphones, yeah, you over this this be mutiny radio is letting people know about each other's struggles. One struggle, many fronts. Do you hear me on that? Yep. Uh, yeah. And if that's what they did in the Philippines, <laughs> and, and hopefully it will continue. I know that's a whole different story. How we get it? So, what do you think there, Jonathan? Good, very good. So, um, uh, if the the question was, uh, what is a day on on my day? Yeah, uh, tell us about your excellent, day. excellent. So, um, you know, uh, a day uh, starts off rather simply. You know. Um, commute to work uh, I currently live in Oakland so you know every day I commute from Oakland to into the city and you know by taking uh, public transportation so you're I'm very you know it facilitates me you know to see the level of extreme poverty across the Bay Area right I mean coming from Oakland all the way into the city you witness all <clears throat> the the poverty. Obviously, this is not my first year I've done this. I've been living here for a very long time, uh, more than half of my life, and I can I see I guess the 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 bigger impact that we just you know 
the extreme poverty growing. So after I get into the office, you know, I work on 16th Street. So definitely hang out with more, say hi to a bunch of good friends that we have there. This is the Redstone Building. Yeah. yeah. There's a number of various nonprofits, groups struggling together. And uh, so just to be in the Redstone Building means you're in a kind of a coalition of people who are aware of what's going on, trying to do something about what's going on, and are finding one another by, by being there. Yep, yep. It's got its own long history going back to the to the San Francisco to the to the general strike in San Francisco with the longshoremen back in nineteen thirty two or so. Yep, yep. Redstone. Anyway. Well so you let's let me ask this uh, so rap is now is a non profit uh, is a non profit tax exempt so they're able to uh, through uh, donations and so on, non profit. So you're both on the payroll you're not doing this as volunteers. You're actually on the payroll of RAP to be able to be doing this. Is that right? That is correct. That's that is a very good thing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the support. That's the <laughs> circle of support. Yeah, you pay for being here. Paid yeah. for doing what you do naturally. Yes. Yeah. Naturally. That's what I believe in. So well, then, so then just to continue on, so then right now, the, um, the, the right to rest legislation we were talking about uh, so then I, you know, right now we're, we're really focusing in uh, in California. We need to definitely find, uh, since this is going to be a state legislation, we're definitely looking for, uh, we need somebody that works at the state legislation to actually introduce, going back a little bit to your question, uh, the right to rest. Uh, so once, once we find that person, you know, we're definitely going to be asking to the public, Maybe another visit here and find out people that you know. That once this, once the bill is introduced, that actually even to get it to that point, because we're lucky enough that uh, we have we have put ourselves together. And since not all of us had all the talents, you know, you guys are a radio show. We wouldn't know how to do that. But then you know, we were lucky enough to write our own bill with the help of a bunch of good lawyers and friends. So we don't need to worry about. Uh, that issue that you know that really gives us a, a, an extra jumping hand. So once we get our bill introduced, uh, and that's why we were mentioning, you can go and read the bill yourself. So you know, so not to for you to actually read it and see what is going to be introduced. And, and and if you agree with what's written down, you know, we definitely send us, give us a call, send us an email, because once this sucker is introduced, we need everybody and their moms to give us a hand, because uh, the 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 roadblocks before it is just a f lack of political will that you know we keep hearing government officials complain about poverty and homelessness. And when you present a different approach of a solution, they keep saying no, and they just blow you off. You know, that's 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 a lot of bull. Yeah. <laughs> because the same people, you might say you get it passed, but also you realize <laughs> the same people are in power. The system is, is the system. So this is one a certain kind of step, a step of getting a lot of, of, of uh, people have a right to rest. The right to arrest. The right to rest. Pardon me. They have the. They think they have the right to arrest. But we're speaking about the right to rest. But where do we go from here? But by linking up with other oppressed groups, with their own needs, whether it be the, uh, the undocumented, the undocumented—that's the one that comes to mind. And I say, yeah, take yeah, down yeah. the walls, open the doors, get rid of the borders too. Families, bands, tribes, communities, collectives—I believe in that. But borders, just a line on their map. 
So we, in other words, we have the undocumented who have their own struggle, and if we can reach out, and a lot of them are also, a certain number of them are also homeless, are be, to be here undocumented and homeless, I think you find many, and how we can all connect and see where it's one, where there were one people, and there's one struggle, many fronts. You hear me? Exactly. Yep, yep. Well, I think it's a good time to take a break. <laughs> And Alice is here, but she's been waiting, and she's going to talk to some of the way. So hang out, and if you find some Woody Guthrie, like Tom Jones. I got him right here. Right, see, this, we're here. We can bring anything out of the cloud. Tom Joe come walking down the road, poor boy. Tom Joe come a walking down the road. Tom Joe he met a truck driving man. There he caught him a ride. He said, I just got loose from McAllister Pen on a charge called Homeside. Side. A charge called Homeside. That truck rolled away in a cloud of dust. Tommy turned his face toward home. He met preacher Casey and they had a little drink, but they found that his family they was gone. He found that his family they was gone. He found his mother's old-fashioned shoe. Found his daddy's hat, and he found little Muley. They've been tractored out by the cats. They've been tractored out by the cats. Tom Joe walked down to the neighbor's farm, found his family. They took preacher Casey and loaded in a car, and his mother said, We've got to get away. His mother said, We've got to get away. Twelve of the Joads made a mighty heavy load, but Grandpa Joe did cry. He picked up a handful of land in his hand, said, I'm staying with the farm till I die. Yes, I'm staying with the farm till I die. They fed him short ribs and coffee and soothing syrup, and Grandpa Joe did die. They buried Grandpa Joe by the side of the road. Grandma on the California side. They buried Grandma on the California side. They stood on a mountain and they looked to the west and it looked like the promised land. That bright green valley with a river running through. There was work for every single hand. They thought there was work for every single hand. Oh, 
All right. So, yeah, we've been here talking with our new friends, Jonathan and Teresa, from the Western Regional Advocacy Program, talking about the Homeless Bill of Rights, talking about a new piece of legislation called the Right to Rest Act that they're trying to introduce in the California State Legislature and hopefully can be used across the country as well uh, to help kind of protect the the human rights side of uh, poverty, um, which we so often see played out as homeless people, uh, houseless people being harassed uh, on the streets just as they're trying to sit, stand, or just you know, lie down. Um, very basic, very basic human rights here. Uh, so let's let's get this going. But we also wanted to mention, again, the website raphome.org. That's W-R-A-P-H-O-M-E dot O-R-G, raphome.org. But, and, and to quickly mention um, this book, and Dave's got the book in his hand right yeah. now. Tell us about this book. We've got a for we've got a couple minutes and then we have a phone call okay it's a beautiful book and you have the other organizations uh, the community action network sisters on the road uh segment and it's a book written by paul dog bowden who's kind of the grandfather the father of all of this it's a beautiful book how can people get get a copy of this we're going to try to get paul in here next week and we'll talk more of it but how can people get a copy and uh yeah, because what, what's and the pretty, title pretty of the book? But the title of the book is House Keys, Not Handcuffs. House Keys, Homeless Not Organizing, Handcuffs. Art and Politics in San Francisco and Beyond. And here we that's are right, that's beyond. right. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, where uh, can people buy this book or find it somewhere? Is it a Oh, library of course, or? please, yes, yes. Tell us. So the best way to go is go to our website, as you mentioned it, and under our website, once you click the button "Donate," you will see uh, a list of you know, quote unquote, we put it rap swag. <laughs> so then people can just you know, if you if you're willing to make a donation, uh, we were also were able to send you a gift. This could be a book. There are also T-shirts, posters, uh, uh, postcards. You know, just you know, something really that you know we we want to acknowledge that people trust us and give making a donation and in return we'd like to give them also a, re, a gift back um you know uh kind of a situation but the book the book is basically you know uh, i'm gonna speak a little bit maybe paul will say it's something better next week but um basically what went down with this book is paul paul Bowden. for those of who know him paul being paul I refuse, you know, uh, you know, we were supposed to have our 10th anniversary and for a lot of organizations or groups, they always want to make something special because, you know, 10 years of working our asses off, you know, it kind of, you know, it's time for a party, right? Right. But Paul being Paul is like, no, nah, man, I don't want no parties, no nothing. They wanted to give him an award, you know, definitely Paul and it's not an award, man. <laughs> you can save your awards. And basically, uh, uh, he decided not to have uh, this fundraiser dinner or whatever, this other thing they wanted to do. And he really, which, you know, it surprised me a lot. He really wanted to lay it out, you know, from a historic point of view and definitely for organizers out there that, you know, everybody, we all want to help, but sometimes, you know, we live in the city so busy, we don't really have an idea where to start off or so. So this is what Paul, you know, fucking guy, clever, wanted to put a book where, you know, 
a history of what went down in San Francisco surrounding the issue of homelessness, right? Because back in the day, everybody was fine. And like I was telling earlier in the show, the cuts happened. And for people living in San Francisco, it was all of a sudden people didn't have a place to stay. So it, it was everybody in the neighborhood just lost their house, you know, and then people were like, what the fuck, dude, what are we going to do? And this is an excellent book where Paul was able to lay it out. This is what happened then. And also, you know, his mistakes, his stories, wants to put it as in, you know, if you want to be an organizer or something, you know, this is what has happened. And more importantly, these are Paul's mistakes that, wow. you know, please, we, we, we as a society or, you know, Paul being Paul, you know, if you want to organize surrounding homelessness and housing in San Francisco, make sure that, you know, make your own, make new mistakes. Please don't make the mistakes that people in the past have already done Learn. and they and did a good a job on laying that out. Yeah. That mistake, so I'm really anxious to read this uh, House Keys Not Handcuffs and anxious to see Paul Bolden here next week after me reading it. It's not only Paul Bolden, but additional essays by Art Hazelwood and Bob Prentice, an amazing artist, a beautiful cover, House Keys Not Handcuffs. And I was involved with a lot of it through Food Not Bombs. Yep, Food Not Bombs is in there. Saying, get in the loop, have some soup. No time to frown, it's time to pout, time to chow down. Food Not Bombs is the key. And the food we have is always free, free, free. So I was up and I was 10, 15 years ago as well. So uh, so we have a lot of memories together, Paul and I. So we'll get them down. Hey, we'll get them down next week. I hope you're going to help us. And Val, we'll, we'll really be able to expand on the shoulders. What I like uh, standing on the shoulders of those who came before. Uh, and yeah. being 80 years old and being in the struggle here, for so many years, I turned, uh, here's another old timer. I turned, we'll do, uh, we'll do. Look at that, there's, there's, uh, yeah. A lot of stuff happened yeah, on the comment thread. Um, I just yeah, texted Teresa. Paul, so Paul said, um, sometime, maybe not, not next week though, but maybe yeah, we'll in, the, in, the, in the new year, yeah. then, <laughs> in the new year. Looking forward to Wonderful. it. Wonderful. And whatever yeah. we can do to uh, help uh, uh, start a revolution. For sure, for sure. Without guns. Other people just <laughs> saying no. I think We're it's building our own our own community. Our communities come together. They're coming together. One struggle, many fronts. Yeah. Right Someone here. say there that pencil is stronger than a gun, and I kind of believe that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's mighty or than the sword. Guns say we got. They got. They <laughs> it's got the same idea. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, you, you all, and much. I hope you have to fun. To be continued. Thank you so much. To be continued. What a wonderful conversation, and uh, to get on the same page and really kind of expand and open up this, this issue of poverty and the laws that are that are in place and have been for so long and continue to be written. Um, Anti-poverty laws, um, laws to that don't allow, allow people to sit down and on a public sidewalk. Um, that's not just San Francisco. Um, laws across the country that are that criminalize feeding people on the streets. Um, to kind of to 
try to quell food, not bombs, and people who just want to help. So um, we got to start uh, shaking things up and holding up a mirror to these very anti-humane policies, um, but also to try to find something, uh, policies and, and, and community efforts that work for everyone. You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave and all of our friends every single Friday, except for the one after Christmas. Don't, don't come uh, Christmas week, but every other Friday with that one uh, upcoming exception. So I'll play a little more, little music for you. This is from our friends uh, John DeGarmo and the Bluesberries Jam Band off of their album Bluesville Hotel, which is a really amazing blues album with an all star lineup of musicians. Um, so thanks, John DeGarmo, who's our, our friend here on the common thread to, uh, to, well, sing some blues. Here we go. Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio, 21st in Florida. Come on down on a Friday and join us. And we just had a couple more friends walk in. We've got a couple poets from the Revolutionary Poets Brigade. We've got Rusty Rebar, good to see you, and Lisbeth, who've uh, joined us uh, 
grateful that you've stopped by. Well, we're grateful you're here to stop by with, you know. It's never done, made, maybe half-baked, but <laughs> nah. so, so I wrote this yesterday, and, and uh, yeah, I read it last night at the street corner. And nice, 16th on, 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 on uh, Arse Crack, uh, Diamond Dave noticed and liked the picture of Rusty reading oh, this. So can I, there's always a strong connection between what we do on Friday and what happens at 30 on the Thursday on the street corner. Yeah. And uh, the street corner comes out of an uh, uh, open mic I did, which started with a few people, then was totally crowded at the Brainwash Cafe. Yeah. And the Brainwash is just closed. I saw that. Very so sad all these news. Are, uh, Made and these, and but but they're doing stuff again at the Cafe Bohem. So one thing goes and something um, else starts up. Exactly, that's true. Okay, this is called encouraging. We continue. The fires burned as they must. Everything, yet the blackened hills green with grass. Again, show me what matters matters because Phoenix, like it, flies up from ashes, regardless and in spite of, like the way love dies only to be reborn if we let it. I'm barely grown up enough to chaperone my own well-being, making sure yours gets home safe through the smoke our flames lit against the night is, well. But I want you home safe, so it is my concern. Wish I was better at watching your passage, my own emotional balance a little overdrawn. You offer some of yours, a nice gesture. They say no one gives more than the poor. How homeless survive at all, in fact. They cannot afford to be selfish. Sounds like the start of the poem. Or maybe the finish. Wow. Well, it's amazing how that all fits into what we were talking about just before. with the Ties right in. It fits right in. The fact that here we are at the bottom looking up. <laughs> and here we are being a voice of all that. Yes. And a voice of that and saying it's one struggle, many fronts. And here we are, and that's in a metaphorical, and a use of a great metaphors, brother. You're bringing I, I think up. we're all homeless. We're all homeless and helpless. We're all homeless, but our home is the planet. Or in prison, and one or the other. I'm not sure which it is. Uh, Makes says, me want to play a horse with no name. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's my musical Well, humor. Dave, you do such great work. It's an honor to help. Well, I turn to hold on. Hey, sister. You, you have something to add? Uh, you must have something to add to the mix. Uh, add to the mix? I don't. I'm not really prepared. Well, can, uh, you prepared, then I you can, can be yourself. Pull something up yeah, very you quickly. Do it's on your phone. Oh, the, the beauty off of the, the, uh, of the of cell the, phone, you know, is all right there. Mine, mine was on a piece of paper, right? Wow, old, 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 old school. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always, I, I, I've always been okay. like, why are they reading off the phone? Th- this is, but it um, makes sense. Called Mouth Bank. Where to keep your money in this life if you have any to save in a bank or credit union? Into a product, a CD, a mutual fund, a holiday savings account? If you get a regular paycheck for a 40-hour week, these days it's all direct deposit. No running to the bank on a Friday afternoon before heading to the bar. And withdrawals, it all comes out of a money wall. How many tellers put out of work? In increments of 20 that you then have to break for coffee at your regular cafe. They hate 20s, especially on Monday morning. But what can you do? 
pay later. Or pay now, which is all we really do. Keep your money in your mattress, but it earns no interest and somehow loses value overnight. Or put your money in gold straight from the mines, buy your labor, make a gold tooth for your mouth, saved to pay to bury you in death. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, so look, um, that's blown me away, the two of you just blown me away. <laughs> so can this be one place, it's just a, well, on a Friday between three and six, you can come and sit right down and be heard around the planet. That's what we like to do. Thank other, you. Other poets in the uh, range of the uh, broadcast should know that they're also welcome. Oh, everybody, yeah, certainly oh, yeah. welcome. We assume we actually have we a poet on the phone. Thread. Well, let's put the poet on the phone. Well, I want to say, as we're doing that, I want to say happy birthday to uh, Jack uh, Jack Hirschman. He's how eighty four. That's right. He's older than I just turned 80. Mm-hmm. So we're that first and second generation after the Kerouacs and the Ginsburgs and so on. Here we are. And Thanks, Dave. Revolutionary Poets yeah. Brigade. And I'm at this point, I'm an anarchist ally here in the mission. Thank Not you. directly a member, Thanks, but Elizabeth. in the same one struggle, many fronts. Absolutely. And here we Joan. Hi, Happy Joan Rivard. Thanks for waiting on the line there for more than the moment I asked you to. Are you still with us? Joan, Joan Rivard. You know, if I were her, I would have put the phone down and walked away too. <laughs> Why don't you put some headphones on, Dave? Is she uh, back? Just Is she there? not, not yet. But uh, I'm going to put on a little music while I try to get her back on the line. Oh, we have a phone number. We have. Well, she's still on the line technically. Um, but here we go. Here's a little. Here's a little blues for you. From John DeGarmo's band, and we'll see if we can get Joan Rivard back on the line. My Joan, that's my son playing bass in that. Smiling face. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Different CD. Oh, 
gotta you gotta do right that's john DeGarmo and the bluesberries jam band thank you friends and uh we're happy to be here at mutiny radio here on the common thread collective and we also really want to thank our sponsors of the show who've uh who've stepped in to make sure that uh we've got our dues paid and and uh, we can uh, contribute our part to keeping mutiny radio streaming around the planet on the internet so i want to thank organic valley family of farms and also dr bronner's who's come on as a new sponsor of this show um so thank you so much um we're happy to uh you know do the good work that we do here by connecting people around the world across the country and you know looking towards how do we uh you know how do we how do we build the the new out of the shell of the old and so we really appreciate your help and know that uh, your values align as well probably i don't know slogan it's, uh, it's the first sentences of their, of their constitution, of their meaning, and it said, we're, we're building the new society in the shell of the old. And that's what we're about, that's what we hope to do, that's why we bring folks on from many different struggles. Folks who, I've, uh, who I run to in the course of my day, and um, of course my day, so in a larger sense, not, the, the, Dr. Bonner and Organic Valley is not only sponsoring the show, but they're also sponsoring me, uh, Diamond Dave, in my senior, in my elder years. Can I say that? Is that right? That's right. So helping to to make sure that uh, you can continue to do what you do. At eighty, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah is what I say. And here's part of what we do is we have our friend, the library lady, come and visit us and tell us all cool things library related, and which include a lot here in San Francisco, uh, both through the SF uh, Public Library and the Friends of the, of the Library. So welcome back, Allison. Oh, yeah. Thank you, um, Val. Thanks for mentioning all things library related because... <laughs> Last week, I heard you talking about net neutrality when I walked in. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, today, when I was looking at the library Facebook page of the main library, San Francisco Public Library, sfpl.org, I found a link to an interesting article from Library Journal. Um, I don't know if they linked to the full article, but I'll just read you maybe... Um, the intro. This is from December 14th, 2017, um, lj.librarijournal.com. It's called The FCC Kills Net Neutrality. The second part of that title is The Fight Likely to Move to the Courts. That's right. So there's some good news Hopefully, um, yeah. I think librarians around the world are keeping an eye on this one because um, what happens here affects people everywhere. We, um, so many things depend on being the World Wide Web, and it's not going to be that way if net neutrality goes away. So just a quick intro. Oh, this article is by Matt Ennis. Matt and then E-N-I-S, December 14, 2017. The Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, today passed Restoring Internet Freedom Order, 
a nice name, which, you know, is very misleading because restoring internet freedom sounds like freedom to the internet. But what they mean is economic uh, commercial freedom for the large um, internet service providers. This is a, this is a capitalist type of freedom, a free, free, uh, uh, free trade uh, kind of thing um, to allow these big companies to, um, to kind of, monitor, limit, slow down, and speed up internet traffic depending on which uh, internet service provider you may have, which is very different from now where you can pay any service provider for internet access and you can access the internet as long as you have a connection. Um, but Yeah, I think that's a, a great summary of what happened because... Before this order, well, the reason for this order is there is a wing, a faction, a group that wanted to overturn the 2015 Open Internet Order, which was passed in the previous administration that gave a regulatory framework establishing FCC power to enforce something that we just shorten and call it net neutrality. It basically is defining broadband internet as a utility, like electricity or water, meaning a need that can't be used to overcharge you or impede you because you need it. And that is why librarians liked net neutrality People are beginning to understand that um, you don't just need internet to watch your favorite shows, catch your favorite tunes. You need it to do the basics like go to school. Um, Some of us need it to pay our bills. Some people, like seniors, need it to get notes from their doctor or order their prescriptions or check on their loved ones. Um, these things are not chosen by seniors, by the way. I'm, the seniors we have talked to over the years at the library, many of them would have been just as happy to come in, use the computer at the library, and not need to always be on the internet. The internet is not free to most people. There's, um, just like your phone, there's, um, services for seniors that involve um, lower costs, just like your phone or your heating or your water. And um, this new restoring freedom order doesn't just restore something, it takes away a lot, meaning the utility aspect and the regulation and one of and the reason we know this is one of the FCC members herself was on TV yesterday stating that this new restoring internet freedom order undermines the purpose of the Federal Communications Commission as um, not just regulating but overseeing the public interest and the public good. And the government can't make people do stuff on the internet if it's unaffordable. Mm. Just like water, electricity, etc. your phone. 
they can't make you, for instance, um, Re- like register online. That's right. For register your- for anything. Your social security. Your right. And so many um, public services now are um, they're ordering people to right. handle it online. And sometimes the Veterans Administration or Social Security Administration won't even answer the phone in your area. They will tell you, you need to log in and send us an email. And some services demand that you have your own email. So it's no longer a choice. It's a necessity in many, many areas, especially rural areas, where the phone companies no longer have an order to um, restore and retain um, service, you know, meaning work service for um, phone lines. Wow. So um, that's something that slipped in, I don't know, last year or the year before. It sounds obscure. But if you're out in a rural area and you're wondering if you can just call AT&T and have them come fix that downline, think again. That may not be mandatory anymore. Hmm. So anyway, just to sum up this uh, little introduction, the, um, the regulatory framework established during the Obama administration gave the FCC the power to enforce net neutrality, defining broadband internet as a utility similar to electricity or water, and requiring internet service providers, ISPs, such as Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T, to treat all data traffic on the internet equally. Meaning, as Val pointed out, they can't just charge you an arm and a leg because you're not doing something that's as popular as the the most popular TV show or the most popular um, music website. What If you're just home and you need to send an email to your cousin who's serving on a boat somewhere out in the Pacific, that email, it gets equal time and uh, you can't be penalized just because you're not paying $99 a month. Maybe you're only paying $5 a month because you've got the cheap um, Wi-Fi somewhere. Yeah, or be, yeah, because you've got you're the a lo- cheap phone and you're using the Wi-Fi at the library. Right, you're a low low income senior or whoever um, with yeah. a plan, right? And so now with opening this up and saying that kind of re- trying to redefine it as not a utility and therefore not requiring these internet service providers uh, to treat data data equally. So if you had like, like if you had like a three or four different ISPs, right. Um, And so they could, they could stream their own content and their affiliates and their partnering partners content faster and slow down your access to other things that are kind of outside their network. Um, So like the, Commissioner said that you referenced there are five there are five people on this commission, and they're overseen by Congress. But 107 Congress members uh, sent them a letter saying, "Yes, we want you to repeal on net neutrality." But then, of course, all of these people have received lots of money from telecommunications companies over the years. Um, but uh, the what 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 is opening it up to do is. Like like Allison was saying, you know, a, a popular site. So let's say you wanted to do Facebook. Um, they 
in theory, could charge you more based on the data, the amount of data that you use just visiting that website. So it's like slower, less, more slower, more limited internet access at higher rates. I think that's a great summary. Um, if people want to link to the article, um, they can go to the San Francisco Public Library um, Facebook page where it's linked there. Um, let me, yes, fooling around on the internet. Um, San Francisco Public Library website is um, http dot dot two forward slashes sfpl.org. If you click on their Facebook, then you will see the link to this article from Library Journal. It looks like it's a link to the whole article for the time being. Um, beyond that, Library Journal is lj.librarijournal.com. Otherwise, you can wander over to your nearest library and we'll try to get you a copy of that article and it seems, any way we can. It seems as if the internet and this response to the FCC and in that three to two vote, it was obviously going to happen. That's the Republicans in charge. Not only that, but the very head of the, of the FCC is moving all of this over to the to the to, to, oh. to the LCC, right? To the FTC, the Federal, FCC, Federal, Federal Trade, Trade Commission, Commission. which right. is all about money, which is all about trade, business which side. is gutting the very purpose of the FCC. But people are coming together through the Internet in many ways. People who haven't met together, people who don't have to go to the commons to read it. The commons in this case is the Internet. So it's going to be very interesting what happens now that uh, net neutrality has been gutted gotten rid of thrown in the junk heap of history and see if we can continue but but give us a button but it doesn't mean it's going to happen right away no um you know it would take you know several months for for this to go into effect however there are already several states including new york state um and california is working on legislation as well massachusetts is suing there's there's already a, a whole handful of of states um that are suing uh, to to not let this actually go through, um, so it's a it's a battle um, and it's on. A lot of people. They did vote. They did vote to on. repeal it. And in in other news, um, yesterday I think was well. I I know for a fact. I'm not going to say it was the biggest, but it was a huge day for the consolidation of entertainment and media across the United States. It was not only that the FCC voted to repeal net neutrality um, and and essentially allow companies to charge you more for using the internet um, and and limit your um, access to information in different websites, but also Disney. That's right. Yep. Offered a, a, to buy plans to buy 21st Century Fox. And owns 20th Century in as, Fox. As, so 21st Century uh, Fox assets, including some of their their TV studios and things like that, mm-hmm. in a deal worth more than 52 billion dollars in stock, and the deal has a total value of approximately 66.1 billion dollars, with Disney assuming 13.7 billion of Fox's net. Debt. So again, that's also something because it's such a huge consolidation that will need congressional approval to go through. 
But that was yesterday, folks. That was the FCC and Disney merging with Fox. I mean, we're seeing the message machine uh, coming together and consolidating um, more and more uh, into, you know. And before that, that's right. It's a it? consolidation of, of costly information and it squeezes out um, voices. From alternative voices, especially from nonprofit agencies. There's um, nonprofits and educational um, websites depend on net neutrality because it doesn't cost very much to um, have a website. And, and phone service is still reasonably priced in some markets, and um, nonprofits depend on that especially educational organizations there are some radio stations around the u.s that only depend on donations they don't take any corporate money at all um libraries have um foundations that can be used to make donations but again the library like your local public school is um dependent on taxes, which means that if you're in a community that doesn't have a huge tax base, then you're dependent on either um, the kindness of companies surrounding you or regulatory rules that mandate free and open access. For instance, free and open access to education, free and open access to the internet, free and open or some kind of regulated um, service that will help those that can't pay the full amount, such as your electricity, your water, etc. So the consolidation means that um, it's not just a consolidation, it's will our regulatory agencies continue to keep an eye on corporations so that these monopolies won't overcharge it. That is what Dave was talking about. That's what the FTC is for. The Federal Communications Commission assumed a central role um, in that as we became more dependent on our phones and, um, and television and radio. And um, those are the main ways that people have communicated. And now the internet, the internet is actually more popular than television now and and it is a necessity like i said earlier for many services so um it wasn't just some legal mumbo jumbo that it made it become um a utility it it evolved into a utility a a need with a a public purpose serving the public good in many, many ways. And uh, well now, put. The counter is that we're now in the time of Trump. We have a group of people who are, who are moving into power, who feel they can take charge, who have been on the outside of the kind of themselves until then, who are now let in. The door is open, and uh, like the and uh, and uh, the government groups such as the FCC and the Federal Trade Commission are being restaffed, a rerun by these, these folks, but the beat goes on and the struggle continues and many of the people who are working 
for the FTC and so on don't have those ideas because they've been in government but studied this great bureaucracy for years. But now these folks are coming in who did take over and to change thing. I said Trump I bragged. <coughs> he bragged that uh, some 29, he got rid of 29 regulations. He wants to get rid of regulations, he says. But that's to putting into the power the very people who put him into power. So, so the struggle continues right down here to the grassroots. Isn't that right? Well, yeah. I think that's right. And then um, I'll just um, one sentence summary from the library. So this was on the San Francisco Public Library Facebook. We stand behind the city and county of San Francisco government in their commitment to uphold open access standards after the Federal Communications Commission voted to strike down net neutrality regulations. And then they posted some links to um, various articles, including the one I mentioned. I'll just mention the title one more time. Um, net neutrality. Oh. Let's see. I said it was the... The FCC kills net neutrality, fight likely to move to courts, by Matt Ennis at Library Journal. And thank you, uh, Library Journal. Very useful article. And thank you, Val. Um, the knowledge that radio people have about this has been very, very useful in the past few months. Well, thank you, uh, Library Lady. The, the information that the, you as a librarian have have been very useful always. Um, so it's, uh, I think we had a really, thank you for articulating um, and, and kind of fleshing out the, what it means to have internet as a utility. Um, and that's what the FCC repealed is defining it as a utility and also not letting, um, also taking away the, the requirement for ISPs to treat it as such um, without impediments. Here we are. Yeah. Val? Yes. Uh, on the internet. You, you, we are on the internet. We're, we're on the internet. Mutinyradio.fm. So how, what role is that going to play as far as what we're doing? Because we're here to bring the people together, to find those joint messages, to speak to one another, and say that we're all in this together. And lately, since then, since up to now, we've been enough under the radar that we can do this. We can speak freely. We can bring people on to speak freely. We can say, fuck yeah, for instance. That's true. There is still free speech. We're and not, we're, free, that hasn't been repealed. see whether they start to move on us <laughs> or whether we can continue doing what we're doing <laughs> and ducking and bobbing and weaving and bobbing and weaving and, hey, Val, making this happen. I think it's quite important to be able to do this, to be a voice of all of this every week and keep it happening and still keep our heads uh, uh, keep it happening and keep the struggle going on. Well, it's true. We, we're using it to the First Amendment, which guarantees our right to free speech. Let's see how long we can keep doing what we're doing and bringing people on to tell people what they're doing so we can see that we're all in this together. That's right. Hey, I, yeah. I wonder if Joan is on the phone. Joan, are you with us? Uh, she called back. Oh. She did call but, back. But... But again, we've been talking for some time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Joan. If you're listening out there, come back. Cause. Cause. Um, I did bring a book. Oh, what did what bring what book did you bring? Okay. Well, um ironically it's called Get Off the Internet. <laughs> okay, but um there's <laughs> it's called Get Off the Internet. 
20 pop song advice postcards. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, and here's the blurb. When times are particularly difficult and you're likely to slip into despair, some of the greatest pop songs can provide true comfort to help you make it through the pain. My goodness. Well, give us a They're th- not joking, you guys. What are some um, of the titles? <laughs> these 20 postcards. Now, this is just the blurb, but I think they're right. These 20 postcards are some of the best songs to share with others. The songs represent popular music styles from the last 50 years, rock and blues and folk and punk and hip-hop. Oh, my goodness. You name it, they've got it. Well, so I'll just read you guys a couple of inspirational pages I found this week when I found this book and I just have to say the thing I liked about it the most is it's on cardboard which means it's an adult board book my favorite here's a good one time for a change I heard some kids telling me how they've lost all the faith in the way they've been talking world peace and the wars in the streets from Motley Crue. <laughs> Time for a change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, was, that is a list of 50 songs. Yeah. And his thoughts about it. Well, let's see. We could do a show. We could, if you made a list of these songs, we could find them on the, out here on the cloud, uh, no problem. And we could play some of those songs. And make shit happen. Well, isn't that right? Um, oh, we can't play them. Okay, you guys. We play, well, we can I can should. read from this amazing book one time. As oh no! My pr- yep. Absolutely. Who? Who? Who's the author? Or who oh, was the yes. editor? Rather. So let's start from the beginning. So as I said, it's called "Get Off the Internet: Twenty Pop Song Advice Postcards." So it's this cardboard book. Each page is a postcard, and it was put together. Oh, let's see. The songs were published in 2012 in the book Don't Eat the Yellow Snow, Pop Music Wisdom by BIS Publishers, in ba- available in shops or online. And it's and if you're interested in their services, you can go to their website, uh, www.popmusicwisdom.com. So it's not got off the internet. Find it on the internet. That's right. So a little bit of irony there, you guys. We love irony. Yeah, and that's why I like coming here because um, somehow Fridays, you guys do bring it all together, and we have a lot of fun here. And some of it is very ironic somehow. Well, it's just the paradox. You got to look for that. You know, it's working when you see all the when you can see that both sides of the coin at the same time. That's right, the same time. And so um, here's another inspiration, which I think um, sums up what happens here with Global Val and Diamond Dave. Get together. That's what the postcard says. Get together. That's number eight. It's come on people now. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try and love one another right now. Please, thank you very much, The Youngbloods. Nice. That's a fun book. That's a fun book. So thank you again, Library Lady, and hang out. Um, We also have Joan. Joan, are you on the phone now? Joan on the phone? Oh, not again. Joan! (laughs) Joan, I've had her on. We need you. 
to help get us off the air, to wind it all up, to, to, uh, to wind Joan. it up and sum it up. <laughs> Joan, Joan. Oh, my. This uh, is funny. Well, you know, it's, this is how it works around here sometimes. We're here at uh, mutinyradio.fm here in San Francisco. We are a community radio station, and uh, we have one phone line. And uh, you can call us sometimes, and we'll, and we'll answer, but hopefully <laughs> won't leave you on hold as long as I've left Joan on hold. Um, so I do apologize, but she's still there somewhere, somewhere. And that number is 415-550-0511. So Joan is still on our line, so hopefully she'll come back on in just a moment. Um, but again, thank you for that uh, I'm glad we got a chance to kind of expand on uh, net neutrality and what that means, um, which is basically free, free access, you know, access to anything on the internet um, without companies uh, jumping in and slowing down, uh, artificially slowing down your access. Uh, so I wanted to read you. I, I of course, submitted uh, some comments to the FCC public comment on this proceeding. And it, you know, I kept it short because I just did it through the general form. And here were my comments, which they did not listen to because, you know, they're, they're serving um, corporate interests and not public interest. And I said, keeping net neutrality is key to fulfilling the FCC strategic goals to serve public interest by providing citizens, quote, opportunities for economic and educational development, support, quote, universal service, and ensure that citizens can, quote, access services without artificial impediments. And I got those quotes directly from the FCC. Do not repeal net neutrality to serve corporate interests. You'll be falling on the wrong side of history and it won't, will not go unnoticed. I doubt anyone wants less internet access at a higher cost. Serve the public. It's your duty. You know what, Joan? I don't know. Hello? I can now. I can now. Hey, Joan. 
I know. There oh. we go. Figure it's working now. So, Joan Rivard, thank you for giving us a call. Um, I know you probably have some things to share with us. Some of your writing, um, and your website is peacedrums.com org. Peace drums, where a lot of your writing resides. So, thanks for calling and calling back. So. Um, yeah, welcome. We've we've got some time. Diamond Dave is here. Hey, Joan. Good to hear your voice. Good. Uh, that's true. So. And Joan, I'm really sorry. There must be something wrong with our phone line. We're not, we were able to hear you, um, but we're not able to, um, you're not able to be part of the broadcast. So when the, when um, we've got the phone on, there's actually some dead air. It's not connecting. So unfortunately, um, we might have to wait on this uh, until another time. Uh, we will be here next week and we'll try to get that resolved um, ASAP, of course. Um, but I'm really sorry to interrupt you and, and I know you've been, it's been a, a trial and error today to try to get your voice as part of our show. Um, but it's just uh, our equipment is not actually working to, to allow that to happen. But a lot of the words were where it did come through, right? Yeah. And then it'll be occasionally blank, occasional silence. Uh, in fact, it seems like it seems like every verse, it was silent. But a lot of the words did come through. You did put that image of the kids right there in the park. That did come through, didn't it, Val? Well, I'm saying, Dave, you and I can hear her, but it's not it's not going through and streaming into this broadcast. You mean the whole her whole so, poem was not going? Yeah, through? Yeah, we we missed that. Oh, yes, no, I, we had I, a, we had dead air, and I apologize oh, for that. Oh my goodness! But now we. But, but now there's we're good there's good news. No, no, no it's still not. You and I are talking. Nobody can hear her. Okay. Um, so unfortunately. So um, the good news is that you have uh, Joan Rivard has her website peacedrums.org where you can go and read part of this. I believe the light in their are their eyes. It's not on there yet. 
Okay. Um, some of those, some of her work is on there, and uh, we hope that you can give us a call back next Friday um, when we'll hopefully have this phone situ- situation situated. Um, so thank. Oh, beautiful. And what I'd like to say is uh, next Friday, to you and everybody who is listening, next Friday will be our last show until after Christmas. And I'd like love it if you're here because it's going to, let's make this a very special show before the holidays and bring a festive air to that, that festive air in our own way of uh, festiveness. Hey, hey, Val, can we do that? We can, right. we can actually, we can absolutely have a festive, uh, festive show. So that again, will be next Friday, December 22nd. It'll be our last show of 2017 here at Mutiny Radio that goes for the Common Thread Collective and Women's Magazine. So no show on uh, December 29th, but then we'll be back January 5th. 2018 so um next friday the 22nd the friday before christmas let's let's get festive folks come on down and join us we're at the corner of 21st and florida streets here in the mission district and we'd love to have you come down and join us it's a real cozy atmosphere in here make it so i think we should uh, we can make it so as dave said bring your your uh, musical instruments your poetry your uh, love of community and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a good time. We'll we'll throw a show. And what's the what's the line? If everybody brings what they have to bring, nobody goes without. So there you so so Joan, come on down next week, will you? All right. In the flesh, I'd love to see you. I'd love to hang out with you. So let's make that happen. All right. Well, I'm going to play a little uh, more music for you here, but I also wanted to thank my guest from Women's Magazine today, uh, oh, a, a, a Saudi scholar, uh, creative writer, uh, Sama Damanhuri, who is, um, a, well, originally from Saudi Arabia, moved to the United States uh, to, to pursue a master's degree. Um, it took her a year and a half to convince her father to let her come because in Saudi Arabia, there's the male guardianship law, which allows your male guardians to make all legal decisions on your behalf. Um, so after she moved here, uh, there was a, a misunderstanding and miscommunication about her uh, living situation here and her father, uh, canceled her scholarship um but uh despite that and despite um her basically her whole family having to kind of choose sides um and and basically leave turn their backs on her she has miraculously found an amazing community here in the san francisco bay area she just finished her master's a degree at Notre Dame de Namur uh, University down in Belmont, California. She was in the middle of her um, work when the scholarship was canceled, when her father canceled it. Um, so the community uh, rallied and um, have paid 90% of her debts to school. They found her food, housing, I got a car donated, and she is um, 
really inspiring so many people. She has written several stories, including a short story that's going to be, that's currently being made into an animated short. Um, the, the title of it, um, of the story is called The Long Paper. But um, so, so stay tuned um, for, for more from Sama. But really, uh, we really looked at the, the reality of feminism coming out of Saudi Arabia. So today here on uh, Mutiny Radio, if you go to mutinyradio.fm, go to our podcasts, Women's Magazine, and you'll find it from December 15th. Uh, we had a really great conversation and she's very inspiring, very, incredibly well-spoken and, um, and, and putting, uh, putting, you know, just breaking free of the chains of a society that you know, want her to uh, cover her head, cover her face, um, worship one, you know, predetermined God, um, get married and have children and never pursue her own dreams. Um, so it's really, she's a really fascinating young woman uh, who's here in, in the U.S. She has a website that she's launched called We Are Saudis. Uh, if you check .org, you'll see the English site that's that she's building right now. But she also has wearesaudis.com and .net, which is really which are more uh, geared towards getting the news and voices out of Saudi Arabia. So those are predominantly in Arabic. Um, but uh, yeah. Sama, a really amazing, inspiring young woman. So uh, I recommend tune in to Women's Magazine today to hear her story um, and to hear us kind of flush out what modern feminism is looking like here um, as well around the world, but in Saudi Arabia, uh, especially. So thanks to to Sama. So here's some more music for you. And uh, we'll be right back. Disputes, small and grand, we will lay down our guns. We are the sun Ooh, ding, ding, nah, nah. 
in our hearts in the drum we are
You are listening to the Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. I'm Global Val. Um, we want to send out, uh, it's been an interesting week here uh, in San Francisco. Um, our mayor died. Um, kind of out of the blue, definitely out of the blue. Um, so um, we want to send condolences to his family and friends and um, and also support to our board of supervisors who are having to fill in the gaps. And um, so we have an acting mayor, um, London Breed, who's the uh, district supervisor for District 5 here in San Francisco. So she currently has dual role, both as the supervisor and as the acting mayor of San Francisco. So wanted to extend our support to her and uh, a lot of the great programs that she supports in San Francisco, um, namely Taking It to the Streets, which is a homeless youth organization in the Haight-Ashbury. Um, and uh, our friends over there at Love on Hate, Sunshine Powers, so the community is here. Uh, we're here coming together and uh, in any way that we can support the city going forward day to day and beyond, especially during this really uh, unexpected time of transition. So I see James Ellis is out there in the studio and we've got just about a couple more minutes of the show uh, for him to, to share what he's come to share. Uh, I d- do we have a microphone for you, James? Sounds like it. Thank you, Global Val. This is Mr. J. Krishnamurti. Marvelous Earth. As you walked on the beach, the waves were enormous, and they were breaking with magnificent curve and force. You walked against the wind, and suddenly, You felt there was nothing between you and the sky. And this openness was heaven. To be so completely open, vulnerable, to the hills, to the sea, and to man, is the very essence of meditation. To have no resistance. To have no barriers inwardly toward anything to be really free completely from all the minor urges and compulsions demands with all their little conflicts and hypocrisies is to walk in life with open arms and that evening walking there on that wet sand seagulls around you you felt the extraordinary sense of open freedom and the great beauty of love which was not in you or outside you but everywhere thank you for that meditative read James Ellis, reading from J. Krishnamurti. It has been a an insightful afternoon here on the Common Thread Collective. We've really uh, covered a lot of territory, hashed out quite a few deep topics, and had a good time doing it. So that is in and of itself an accomplishment. Um, so thank you, Diamond Dave. 
Thanks for being here. That's what it is we're about. And remember the line, don't panic, we'll keep it organic. Keep it organic. I think we say something about the show, there's a number of, I said, one struggle, many fronts. And we did, uh, did with folks who are at the front lines, they're doing what they do, and with and it's the pathways within and the pathways without, and here we be, as you see, feeling free to be continued. And you get the idea, folks out there, come on through next Friday, come on through next Friday. Nobody would have my, my role is to see that nobody to try to see, but nobody goes away mad, nobody goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. And I want especially to listen to a friend, tell my friend uh, Bloodflower that. If I did, whatever, let's work it out. Sorry, folks, but happy to be here. Happy to bring you guys together. And it's a to-be-continued in this holiday season. Here we be, as you see, feeling free. Uh, Jesus was a Jew, and so am I. I say that. All right. Thank you, Diamond Dave. Um, And yes, uh, we are the change and we do what we can. And we know that you're out there doing what you can, too. Thank you so much for listening to our show, for downloading our show and uh, for being a part of it and participating in the conversation as we uh, look toward uh, building a, a brighter world and it's all about uh, what you and all of us can do with our energy so here's a little poem for you I am pregnant with potential each day I feel the capability growing inside me water is building and blood flooding to feed the creative energy of the new world an unyielding curve pushing past old boundaries braving and bearing the often chilled atmosphere, meeting it with heat, where the sizzling kiss of steam is the stuff of dreams. Peace, y'all. We love you. I have a short one, too. Oh, you have a short one, too, Dave. I won. uh, What's one? Interacting, intersecting, and relating with the people I meet. Entertaining and being entertained by the folks along the way. Support the Native people. They'll watch out for you. Support the Latino people. Their spirit will be with you. Support the living in the, in the, in the, in the city's Zion core. They're struggling to survive. Support the, support the Rastas. And Ja will be, will be there with you. Support the people and they'll support you. Unite with the many to oppose the few. Feed the people. They'll feed you. Encourage one another. Support one another. Love one another. Take down the walls. Open the doors. Get rid of the borders, too. Families, bands, tribes, communities. I believe in that. Collectives. I believe in that. But borders just align on their map. So learn to love. Love to learn. This never ends. There we go. This is, that's a, that's a, the show. Will we say something about this show? We've been doing it for quite some time. Is that right, Val? That is right, Dave. And I've been doing it. Been doing, I did it for quite some time before I miraculously was able to hook up with you, and really uh, hook up with you, and, uh, and the, make it happen every freaking Friday here yeah, at Mutiny oh Radio. Goodness. Come join us next Friday. It'll be our last show of 2017. Come on down for a holiday party and be a part of it. Thanks to all our contributors, and here's Emma's Revolution, some music from them.
Thanks to the folks at RAP who are here at the first hour. Western Regional Advocacy Project, raphome.org. Refugee. 
tell the strangers in the streets That you could just wait and see Cause it's between you and me